Welcome back to the program. Just after 10 o'clock, let's put everybody out of their misery, including Schlemmer. Got some texts coming in. Uh, Hammer said Dave Manson, no. Husks says Tom Gilbert, no. And, of course, the question was, who's the ahead? Who are the top four fastest scoring assist defensemen to reach 100 assists in Oilers history? Evan Bouchard became the fifth fastest last night. Who are the top four? And, of course, we had... Number one, Paul Coffey. Then we had Charlie Huddy. We had... Uh, Tyson Berry. Uh, Tyson Berry. Those were the fastest. Uh, Dylan says, Roman Hammerlick. No. Doug. Sheldon Surrey. No. A lot of good guesses out here. It's got to uh, be like an a, like an 80s dynasty. It, it is in the 80s dynasty. Well, um, well, and well, we have off, a couple, yeah, a couple, correct, a couple of correct ones. Uh, Jeff Petrie. No. Another good one. Uh, Quinton... And Derek, come in. Risto Siltonen. Come on. Yes, Risto Siltonen. Back in the... Well, he... I even heard of the guy. Oh, come <laughs> on. Jeez, he was... He was a smaller defenseman. Uh, right up your alley, Schlemmer. He was about 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, smaller guy. Weighed, you know, he wasn't a big guy at all. Obviously from Finland. Yeah. Played. He played... Uh, 562 games in the NHL. Uh, could have stayed here a lot longer. Could have stayed uh, in the NHL a lot longer. Played in Finland and Tampere, Turco from 87 to 97. So a whole another oh, decade. Really? So he he only came here, I'm assuming family reasons. A guy like Jim Matheson would know bang like that. But played here, uh, came to Edmonton. He was drafted by St. Louis. Came to Edmonton in 1979 wow. uh, for Kenny Linsman. Traded, uh, or he was traded uh, in the Ken Lindsman trade, but he was signed by the Oilers in 79. So 79, 80, 81, that's when he recorded 100 assists. So a couple people got that one right? Yeah, a couple guys got it right. Wow, so congrats I'm to that. Yeah, I'm very good. impressed with that. Very good. Time now, Duke, for Are You In or Are You Out? Okay, okay, you know what? Moving too fast. Bottom line, are you in or are you out? In or out of what? No time for questions, just action. In or out. Well, then I'm out. I'm sorry, Jet. Actually, you're already in. Are you in or are you out? On Sports 1440. I thought you would go, I'm in, Bob. We would have had a really cool moment, but uh, you kind of ruined the whole thing. Keeping it simple today, Kevin. Uh, all, love it, Duke. Love it. All hockey questions, and then wrapping it up with a little... Valentine's Day special, and maybe this is uh, the last one coming from somebody that has never had to do anything on Valentine's Day <laughs> once in my 29 years. Uh, starting off with the Oilers, a big win, of course, last night over the Detroit Red Wings. Connor McDavid, six assists. I'm saying that's six Apple effort last night. His best individual performance of the season thus far. I'll kick this one yeah, off. Give her. Um, yeah, I'm in, Duke. I mean, it's it's crazy that we even have to think back about this one after a six-point night, but that's how <laughs> spoiled we are uh, to get to watch this guy that's on so a night-to-night basis. But yeah, I mean, six-point night, I'm going to say that's his best individual yeah. performance. I, I'm going to agree just for the sake of it, because I'll be honest, if you go back to all the great games that he's played over the years, they're almost, they blend together, they mesh together, and you, you're kind of, it takes a while to separate them. Isn't this is the freshest crazy? one in memory. That's the that's <laughs> why I'm going to agree with you, because it's still fresh in everyone's minds. And I like the two assists where he, they were secondary assists, but they were, there's no possible way those goals are scored without 
what he does with dogged determination on the puck. So great yeah. point. Re- recency bias, of yeah. course, playing a role as it was. Uh, just watched it uh, last night uh, from downtown Edmonton. But yeah, I think what you said, Kevin, about the the extra effort to they weren't you know Deacon threw six guys in a goal. They weren't uh, the spinorama pass to Kane was of course nice, but it was doing it in different ways and a time when the team really needed him because of how poor they were in the second period. Connor McDavid, as the leader, as the best player, as the captain, kind of came out and said, okay, like, mm-hmm. everybody follow me, climb aboard. You won't have to do much, just yep. ba- bury it when you get the chance type thing. Yeah. So it, uh, I think it does stand out, uh, at least this season for me, for sure. Mm-hmm. On the other side, Patrick Kane, we've talked about him all morning, uh, still got a little juice left in those legs and plenty left in the head and in the hands. I don't really know if this is that much of a debate anymore is that each game he plays, I think it cements it even further, but uh, Patrick Kane, the greatest American-born player of all time. I'll go first, and I'm I'm going to go... I'm out on this one. I'm out. I'll wait. Like I'll, I'll wait till... Uh, I'll wait for two more years, and then he probably... you. If you ask, ask me this question two years from now, I will agree with you. I'm, I'll say I'm out. I'm still going to go with Mike Medano. I still think Mike Medano was... You know, when he came out of Detroit, went to the Prince Albert Raiders, you know, in the 80s, he was simply remarkable and big, strong. I just, I always remember, you know, that jersey flying in the back because he was such a great skater. So Flying in the wind. Yeah, I I think, you know, I think Kane is obviously one of the best ever. Uh, In two years, I'll change my answer. But right now, I'm going to say Mike Medano. All right. I'll respectfully disagree with you, Kev. I I love Mike Medano. I do. I I made my curve, my pattern off of his. Um, But it's it's hard to argue with you on this one, Duke. I think Kaner, he's right up there with Medano in points. I believe he's second, and he will pass Medano. He's got three cups. Uh, To me, he's the greatest American-born. I'm in. Is there any honorable? Well, Duke, what are you first? Are you in or out? Or in, oh yeah, do you yeah. Have, do you I, have I an think, honorable mention? And I'll admit it's biased because of yeah. my lifespan. Like he's who I've seen dominate. I got to catch Medano, but not the entirety, and probably not even really mm-hmm. the peak of his career. Uh, but when you look back through like the the records and stuff, uh, Medano. Even if you look at some of the the goaltenders, the likes of. Um, you know, Ryan Miller, what Jonathan Quick's accomplished. I like I think they're in the conversation. Uh Mike Richter even, of course, as well. Like Joe Juno. Um JR's in there. J- oh, well, Ronick, Garen, Kachuk. Yeah. Like there's so many great Americans from that nineties. Chris Chelios is in the conversation. There too. you go. Chelly for for sure. So there, there's a lot of good names, but I think what Kane has accomplished on an individual basis and a team uh level with the cups, the 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 trophies. I think it's I think it's pretty cut and dry at this point in time, but still got a little bit left in the tank. Still, too. I think he's kind of a he's been a bit of like a trailblazer for the next generation of kind of like skilled hockey too with mm-hmm. his hands and all the stuff he does with the puck and the shootout moves. Yeah, hey, well, maybe you guys can remember what was it like? Was it uh, so Babcock screwed over Madano in Detroit? Yeah. So that was for game fifteen hundred. Yeah, that's what it was, right? Yeah, it finished with fourteen ninety nine. Just another reason to <laughs> dislike Mike Babcock. Dislike is a you know kind. What? I talked to a bunch to of guys in Saskatoon too. They don't like him. They don't like him. Guys in Saskatoon, where he's from, they don't like him. What he seems to. 
Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't. I don't know if we'll ever have to have that as an in or out. I think it'd be pretty, <laughs> pretty unanimous on the feelings of yeah. Mike Babcock. But uh, Alex Ovechkin scoring, scoring last night in his patented, patented. Pardon me, one timer. Uh, that's six straight games for Ovi. Season total up to fourteen. It's been a bit of a, an arduous season for him, and all of a sudden the the record. Can he chase it down for for total goals by Gretzky in question? But I think he still hits twenty five this season. I I agree, Duke. Mm-hmm. I think he might hit thirty. Ooh. <laughs> Honestly, I think like this you stretch know, he's had this year is as bad as oh. it's gonna get for him, I think. You know what's so funny about this, Schlemmer, is last week we were saying, ah no, he's not gonna catch Gretzky. Now one week later, because he's on a six game meter, yeah, he'll catch Gretzky. I never said that last well, week. Well, it was a big topic of discussion last week, Dave. Yeah. So that's the way we're I'm gonna agree though. I think I think he'll hit twenty five. It's only eleven more. Maybe he's saving it for the second half. And again, the reason why he hasn't scored any empty net goals is because Washington hasn't been in the position to be there for that, empty net goals. Their team is yeah. quite bad. Coming on again, though, a little bit. Maybe it coincides with both happening. He did, uh, was that, in, in this stretch, he had an empty netter, and that uh, made him, or put him into put first him ahead place of Gretzky, yeah. Yeah, for most all time. So I've taken too many dashes in my career <laughs> to count him out. <laughs> Yeah. Any uh, any missed shot blocks over on the the power or the penalty kill from his side? Ah, uh, well, probably that just didn't hit me, but I've definitely been hit with a few and they hurt. <laughs> <laughs> you, he's one of those guys you you can't be out mm-hmm. halfway. You know, you got to get out right in front of him so it hits you in the shin pads or else <laughs> you're gonna feel it. Toronto Maple Leafs getting a bit of a surprising win, missing some uh, star forwards and Morgan Riley serving the first of what is a. Five-game suspension handed down for his cross-check on Ridley Gag- Greg in the uh, late minutes of the Saturday night game. Uh, Toronto winning over St. Louis. When you look at their schedule, I don't think it's uh, too outlandish to say they're going to go undefeated over this entire five-game suspension. Well, are those guys still going to be sick? <laughs> Philly, who's actually continued just to surprise me. Uh, yeah. Their game the other night uh, uh, really impressed me. Ducks on Saturday. Again, the Blues. Oh, Coyotes. So I'm going to be, I'm out 100% out on this. They will not go undefeated in this. I think St. Louis will have a much better performance, even on looking at that schedule. But I a just, mat- matinee game on Monday. I'm just saying, I'm going to say I'm out just because I hate the Leafs. How's that? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. I don't think any Leaf fans like you already. No, anyways, I, they, so. they hate me. That's the way it goes. Um, I'm with you here, though. I'm also out on this one. Uh, just. For the basic fact that I think Toronto's decor is pretty trash without Morgan Riley, I don't think they're winning five in a row without yeah. him. I, I can't believe they won last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that was a pretty. I, I was watching the well, basically the first two and a half periods. Uh, Fifteen uh, of, shots on goal of that game before the the Oilers got on, and uh, I, di- I didn't watch the end of it because it was obviously out of hand. But um, pretty pretty poor showing by by the Blues last night, to mm-hmm. say the least. And last, but certainly not least, it is Valentine's Day, February 14th. Hope everybody is full of love and looking after their significant others. Uh, and you can get grand. We talked about Schlemmer doing a little uh, trip down the mall wow. floor for some shopping yesterday. <laughs> Kevin leaving this beautiful card out for yep. Laura. Uh, but I think just the classic combination of chocolate, or you can sub in maybe the preferred candy of your student of any other, some thought-out flowers and a handwritten personal card makes the perfect <laughs> valentine's day gift go ahead schlemmer you're you're the lover boy here <laughs> <laughs> all right okay I'm, I'm with you duke i'm in on this one i i did buy jewelry this year but that's that's a one-off that's not an every year thing 
Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what else to add to that. You know, actually, what I'll add, you know, what you can't find anymore that I was looking for for my kids is those little hearts with like, yes. the the messages on them. I don't know what they're called, but you can't find them right anymore. here. Love hearts. Oh, these are rockets, though. Oh. These are rock- and oh, those. Well, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. They say like be mine. Yeah, you, you can't find. Those you know, the other thing you can't find, and maybe they're way before your time. But I remember Probably. when we were growing, <laughs> <laughs> we were growing. <laughs> we used to have to give Valentines to everyone in school. Oh yeah. Oh no, they still do. That. Okay, yeah. but they were the ones, the real neat ones that you had. The, the each one was separate, and it was you know be my Valentine, da da da, with the arrow through it, and each yeah. one had a separate little message. Yeah. And to they still, I was trying to find them. I couldn't. Yeah, they still do it. They do, um, right? I don't know. My kids, they they weren't cool enough at the store. Like they're too babyish, <laughs> so we had to like order special ones on Amazon. So wow. I you know I don't know I'm I hate Valentine's Day too. So I <laughs> this is I don't know if there'll be many men disagreeing with this statement because it uh, obviously makes their lives a lot easier. But I'm sure there's some uh, ladies I mean, out, ladies out there that would like a little more effort than just flowers and chocolate and a card. But we'll have a nice dinner tonight, and maybe you know it could be Wine Wednesday. Who knows? We can't all be spec <laughs> taking taking. Taking our gals out for a Some, little spin at the oval. Something's gonna happen to Spec tonight. That's gonna. <laughs> oh yeah, something's gonna happen. The, to him, no, no, right? yeah, the, no. The master plan. Something's gonna happen, and it's just gonna go. Like he, you just think he's got all this planned out. Okay, <laughs> seven o'clock dinner, eight o'clock. Put the skates on. Takes his skates to get sharpened, yeah. but but they put a little too uh, deep of a hollow on him, and all of a sudden he's cutting right through the ice down at Vic Park. Wouldn't it be awesome to like get a hold of Spec skates and then just I put just a little, say little clear should. tape on the bottom yeah. just to little sock tape on that whole thing and he gets out there you get a hold of one of the boys oh man that would be good <laughs> another good addition duke good job again uh when we come back javon leak the newest edmonton elk and maybe the solution to the elks return game he's coming up on the kevin carrier show with david schlemko on sports 1440 stay with us all right, welcome back to the big program. Time now to elevate your game. Brought to you by Ram Elevators and Lifts. Unlock the potential of your place with a home elevator or lift. Learn more at TrustRam.com as we welcome in Javon Leak to the program, the newest Edmonton Elk. Uh, Javon, you're with Kevin Carius and our co-host, former NHLer David Schlemko. Welcome to Sports 1440. Thanks for coming on today. No, no problem, man. Thank you uh, for having me. First of all, Javon, where are you, and when are you making your way to Edmonton? <laughs> I'm in North Carolina right now, man. I'll be in Edmonton uh, in May okay. since camp starts. Yeah, and uh, well, then you're enjoying the nicer weather down there because it's uh, it's actually okay <laughs> here, Javon. You know how, you know what it's like up here in Canada when it gets a little colder. But uh, how excited are you to, to sign with the with the Elks and hopefully turn around their return game? Man, I'm super excited. It feels like a fresh start with a new team. Good to have some new teammates, new coaches, man. So it's just a fun time in my uh, career right now and just being able to sign with Edmonton and just, you know, have this experience. I'm, I'm really excited for it. Are, are you aware, Javon, about how, I guess, tough it's been for the Elks the last few years uh, on the return game, just the, the lack of production? Are you aware of that? Uh, and uh, I, I guess just so fired up to kind of help turn that around. Yeah, you know, just reading stuff up and just seeing stuff like that. I have seen it. You know, I definitely, that's my plan, you know, just turn it around and just get some juice going on the special teams and just, like like you said, just try to help bring that excitement and, you know, hopefully a touchdown back to Edmonton in a special teams mm-hmm. department. Awesome, Juwan. Um 
Being from North Carolina, um, a little different than Canada. Obviously, uh, last year you came in, your first year in the CFL, had a lot of success, uh, lit it up, so to speak. But um, just wondering, um, what kind of was the biggest uh, culture shock coming up from maybe the South and the U.S., um, maybe the Canadian culture, or even going from four-down football to, th- to three-downs? Um, you know, how's the adjustment been in that way? Uh, yeah, I'll just say, like, the rules of the game were the, the biggest adjustment for me, just with the halo on the return game. And like you said, the rules on offense and just all that type of stuff, I think that was the biggest difference from playing up south. But I feel like it's way more exciting to uh, to watch the CFL for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like even for the fans, you know, it's just a more exciting game with the rules being the way they are. These rules in the CFL, they, they are – you know, they help a player like yourself. They are much more attuned to what you offer. Did you notice that right away? And how? What was your mindset when you saw? Hey, we're not having touchbacks. Uh, you know, we're we're returning. We're, this is a return kind of game here up here. Yeah, I was looking up the rules before I even came to the CFL, and I was really excited when I was you know reading up on it and what could go and what couldn't go. So I know a player like myself, you know, would have a lot of fun up here in this league and just being able to have an advantage with the rules. So you come over from Toronto, Javon. The season that the Argos had last year, just a, a superb regular season. Unfortunately, the playoffs didn't go as well as you'd like. But just what was your experience and how... Um, uh, what did your game offer for the success? You know, you had over 1,200 return yards and, and, and the touchdowns, four return touchdowns. Just your, your thoughts on last year in Toronto. Man, I love Toronto. You know, that's forever going to be in my heart, man. That was the first team I started with. So I had a great two years with them. Uh, a lot of success with Coach Mickey in the return. So, you know, uh, I just feel like the work that we had and just the two years that we built together as a team, you know, we were a really special group. So I'm definitely going to miss those guys, man. But like you said, it's just the return game. That's what I have to offer. And, you know, I got to do my job on that part mm-hmm. of the ball. So that's what I'm focused on coming to Edmonton and, you know, trying to trying to do that every game and every week. Is there anything you can take with you, even you know, off the field from some of your coaching, leadership, um, kind of from that championship pedigree that you can bring over to the Elks? Yeah, I just feel like having that experience of being in the locker room with the different guys I was with uh, in Toronto. I'm kind of with the same guys at Edmonton, a couple of the teammates, you know, Curly, Mac, uh, BD. So just guys like that coming together and coming to another locker room with that experience, I feel like it's going to be good for the whole team as far as like leadership and what it takes to get there, just knowing what it took and just having that experience, I feel like it's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Now, Javon Leak with us, uh, the newest Edmonton Elk just signed uh, yesterday, although we kind of knew about this for a while, <laughs> just with the community. Uh, yeah. yeah, everyone, it was a, the worst kept secret, as everyone knows, Javon. But what was the conversations that you had with Chris Jones? Uh, what were those uh, discussions like moving forward and, and getting you here? What, uh, what did the coach say to you? Uh, me and Coach just had a couple talks on the phone, man, just getting to know each other quickly, uh, just kind of the plans that he had for me and just what he what his thoughts were on my game and just what he was excited about if I was to come to Edmonton, man. So kind of build a connection with him fast and just learning him off the quick conversations we had. And I just felt like it was right. We both were on the same page as far as, like, my goals and what I want to reach. So it was a great conversation, and there was nothing else that really needed to be said as far as me coming to Edmonton. 
So, Javon, you, you did mention Curly Gittens uh, coming over here now with you in the Jake Ceresna trade. Boris Beattie, uh, the kicker, signing with the Elks. And between the two of you, Beattie and, and, and yourself, should really turn things around on special teams, field position, etc. But what about the transition for you coming from Toronto to Edmonton just because you have those two teammates from the Argos coming with you? I feel like it's going to be an easy transition, man, just having familiar faces around you in a new a new facility, a new team. So, But just having those old guys that you already know how they are and just stuff like that, I feel like it's going to be way more comfortable for all of us, man. So having that, I feel like it is an advantage for us and just you know bringing that chemistry to a new team, just build it more. I feel like mm-hmm. can't ask for nothing more than that. Yeah, Nice. And have you also spoken with the staff, I mean, coming from a championship-winning team to kind of have maybe a bit more of a leadership role? I mean, what you've done on the field kind of speaks for itself, but you think you're kind of ready for maybe pick up more of that leadership role? Yeah, I'm more. Mm-hmm. I'm not the most vocal guy, but, you know, sometimes I am, depending on, like, the moments and stuff like that. But mostly I'm just quiet. I just come to work kind of lead by my play. I don't really like to, you know, talk and yell too much. Like, I'm not trying to be that guy coming into Edmonton yelling, trying yeah. to, you know, take over the, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, lead I'm going to lead by my work ethic. Yeah, yes, sir. And just my, my play. So that's my plan. That's my goal, man. Right on. Yeah, well, we all know that it's been eight years since the, since the Elks had a, a return touchdown. Um, it was broken last year by uh, Deontay's Alexander, so that was a long streak in between where, you know, there wasn't a lot happening on special teams in the return game. Uh, I was excited that you knew all about Gizmo Williams and one yeah. of, the, you know, the greatest in CFL history. Just your thoughts on that connection. Oh, um, man, once I figured out, you know, I was pretty close to getting the record when I scored my first fourth touchdown. I just knew I started looking up Gizmo. So, you know, that guy was electric. And just being able to follow behind that and playing in Edmonton, man, that's exciting. And that's an honor. So, you know, definitely excited about that. But, yeah, Gizmo was one of a kind, man. So I definitely know about him. Yeah. When you were doing your research on him, uh, Javon, what did you did you look at some old video? What What did you see when you were watching him? Oh, just old videos. Just went to YouTube, try to type in, you know, as many returns as I could find. But I didn't do, like, too much deep research. I just wanted to see, you know, film on a guy and just see who everybody was talking about. You're going to be working you know, on your backflip? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you, have you seen the gizmo backflip? Man, I, I'm telling you now, I can't do no backflip. You won't <laughs> I won't even try. You know, Giz is, uh, what would Giz be, about 62 now, six, 63, uh, 61, 62, somewhere in there. I'll tell you what, mm-hmm. When you have, have you met him ever? Have you run into him ever? No, no, I've never met him. Okay, never well. I'm sure you'll you'll meet Gizmo when you come to Edmonton because he's still, you know, he's around. He's still around the, the, the team and he does does functions. But the first thing that you're going to see when you meet Gizmo is you're going to go, hey, man, you could still play. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm not kidding. If you see and Gizmo, yeah. he'll 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 have the tight white uh, T-shirt on and the tight white oh, yeah. uh, Under Armour and you'll go, you got to be kidding me. Cause, and, of course, Gizmo still does all the training and, and things like that, Javon. So he's he's in fantastic shape. So um, what, are yeah. you, what are you doing, Javon, here in the next, you know, month or two to kind of get ready for, for camp and things like that? I just up my training a little bit more since we got less time coming up. Um, just focus on the things I've already been focusing on. But just staying the course like I've already been doing, working out, staying in shape, and spending time with my daughter, man, before I have to go back up. So just things like that. Go ahead, Schlemmer. Um, so you, when you leave for the season, um, you leave behind your family behind in North Carolina? 
uh, my my daughter's in Maryland, so she stays oh, with her okay. mom. And but I see her as much as I can. But before I leave, yeah, she she comes and visits Canada a oh, couple cool. times throughout the year. Yeah. That's got to be tough for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. How do, you, how do you get through that? How do you balance it? Football. <laughs> just let it all out <laughs> on the field. Some games just be mad about certain things, you know. Just use it in my advantage. Just take it out on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Javon Leak, uh, the newest Edmonton Elk, uh, the punt returner, will uh, be joining the Elks uh, for this upcoming season. Our guest, Kevin Karius and uh, David Schlemko on Sports 1440. Uh, what did you think of the Super Bowl, Javon? Oh, man, you can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> can't do it, man. I'm a Patty fan, so, you know, that guy, he's great. So it was fun to watch him getting his third one right there. Yeah. When you watch a game like that, or just even the NFL in particular, and what do you what do you think, and after you played in the CFL here, what do you think when every ball off the kickoff just sails over your head through the end zone? Yeah, that wouldn't happen in the CFL too much. <laughs> that's every time I think about it. Uh, just as many returns as we get, it's not that many in the NFL. So mm-hmm. that's the main thing I'll be watching. It's kind of like just dying a little bit in the NFL with the return game as far as like kick returns especially. So mm-hmm. just seeing that stuff, I just know the CFL is grateful for that. At least we still, you know, got exciting returns every game. I got a question, actually. Um I mean, obviously, the CFL technically could be considered like a minor league of the NFL. But what, 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 in your opinion, is the biggest difference between the NFL and the CFL? Uh, just the rules, as far as like I said, the halo, and then on offense, when the guys got a you know ten yard head start to run up to the line, I feel like that's difficult for a, a defender to try to guard. So I just those two things mainly, I feel like are the biggest biggest difference. Yeah, and do you, you feel that there's players in the CFL with like just as much ability, maybe that just uh, the rules favor a little bit more, or um, are NFL players that much better on a higher level? No, I feel like it's a, it's a bunch of guys in the CFL that deserve to be in the lead, or just don't have the opportunity to you know showcase it enough, or right. just you know how it goes. But yeah, it's a bunch of guys in the CFL that could be on NFL rosters right now, man. So. You know, you have one good season, you can get signed. So, like Betsy just went to the uh, Detroit Lions. It's just stuff yeah. like that. You know, guys have the talent to get to the next level. They just probably don't have the best opportunity at the moment. Right. Javon, are you going to – are you working on your crafts to, to uh, receiver skills? Everyone wants to improve. Where are you with that and things like in that moving forward? Yeah, I feel like I could always be used out the backfield, always working on my hands part of my training. So, you know, I definitely anything to improve your craft, I'm gonna do it. So as far as like receiving and working on my hands, that's definitely a part of my uh, my training every day. Mm-hmm. What makes yeah. what makes a good returner in the CFL? Uh, one that gets vertical, uh, doesn't waste time dancing too much, uh, good vision, and one that sets up his blocks. And the last thing is I feel breakaway speed. Mm-hmm. You got those four things. I feel like you're a great returner. What did you think of uh, Devin Hester going into the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame? Man, that's my favorite uh, returner ever, so mm-hmm. you know how I feel. I was, he deserves that. Surprised it took that long, but yeah, Devin Hester is the best to do it at that. When you watched him, what, what did you take from his game that maybe you incorporated into yours? Uh, just his one cuts and his breakaway speed. I feel like, you know, Devin Hester didn't waste no time. And if he needed to, he'd get out of it. But most of the mm-hmm. time, you know, it was one cut and seen it and just took off. So I feel like once you see it and hit it, that's what you're supposed to do. 
What would you say to, as we're speaking with Javon Leak, uh, Edmonton Elks now, uh, the newest uh, signee, the punt returner for the upcoming season, what would you say the f- difference in the field conditions are, uh, Javon, in Toronto where you played you know, the bulk of your games, uh, going around the league, and in particular in Edmonton at Commonwealth Stadium, what did you think of the turf here and as far as cutting, moving, gripping, and things like that? Oh, you know, at Toronto, our home field is grass, so I feel like that was the best thing. But uh, Edmonton is turf. I've been to Edmonton field. I love their stadium. I love everything about it. So I feel like it's really going to be no different. Well, it is a difference because playing mm-hmm. on grass, it, it feels better. But other than that, you know, I, I like turf too. It's just falling on grass feels a lot better than turf. That's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so thanks for coming on here, Javon. Continued uh, training here in the next uh, couple of months. Looking forward to uh, the camp here. You'll you'll really when you get here in in May or whatever and and experience what. Uh, our long summers are here. It's a little different than Toronto. You, a lot of the players that, that come up here and play in Edmonton are just amazed by how beautiful it is at night, how light it stays out. <laughs> light till 11. Because it's way different than Toronto and things like that. So you'll really enjoy uh, the summer months here when you get things rolling here in May and June. So uh, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Good luck with the Elks this year, and we'll see you when you get to town. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, man. I'll see y'all soon. All right. That's Javon Leak, uh, the newest Edmonton Elk. And if he can elevate his game, to be honest with you, he doesn't even have to elevate it. If he can continue to what he did last year, if he has a sim, you know what? He, uh, that was a great year last year. If he can, if he can return, if he can have, uh, you know, 1,100, 1,200 yards, even half of the four TDs. Even one would be nice. <laughs> like, you know, like that, that's, I mean, we've been waiting for this for years in Edmonton, but he could be, he'd be a fan favorite right off the hop. And of course, that's a elevate your game for Ram elevators and lifts, manufacturing the safest elevators since 1987. Trustram.com. So you're, you watch Gizmo, obviously, when you're growing up. You're oh, in, yeah. That's, that was my childhood. Yep. I remember, uh, Going over to Mandrusiak's, the Dwayne, equipment yeah. manager, yeah. Uh, he was lived close to my parents, yeah. and we'd always get to go see the Grey Cup at his house after they won it, and yeah. sometimes Gizmo would be there to get a picture with oh, him. Oh, yeah. It's great. Yeah, he's just still ripped, just shredded, eh, dude? Yeah, I've seen him at a couple of golf tournaments. Oh, yeah. He's uh, He still lifts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gizmo Williams made an appearance at Delburn Centralized School. What? Wow. Oh, yeah, because he does his, like, his speaking and stuff, right, and yeah. some touring around and a little pit stop off Highway 21. Uh, I can't remember. I don't know if I was in junior. Yeah, it had to be junior high, I think. Yeah. When he came by, but because uh, I mean, there's like, but everybody got to see him because obviously everyone's in the same school in Delaware, oh, K to twelve. Yeah. You know, kids. <laughs> every time I think of, I think of Giz, Gizmo. Um, there was a game. John Sexsmith, good friend, obviously used to do the in-house at Commonwealth. So he would be the guy that would say, you know, ball on the thirty-five yard line, blah right, blah blah. Yeah. You know. So there was a game years and years ago, and uh, David Archer was the quarterback. And something happened along the sidelines. Archer got taken out, and and David Archer threw a, a punch at someone. I can't remember who it was. Johnny, he's, I hope he's listening, and he could send us in the details. But anyway, on the loudspeaker, you know, over the, over in Commonwealth, and Sexsmith says, uh, David Archer getting into it with so-and-so. It's the best thing he's thrown all day. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Gizmo Williams 
is laughing uncontrollably over this because he thinks that this is the best thing that he's heard. And Gizmo, he always would bring that up. Hey, what did you see, man? What was that? That was unbelievable. How do you get away with that? Yeah, I know. You know. Oh, boy. Those are the days. Uh, when we come back, we'll wrap things up on the show. Kevin Carries, David Schlemko, Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right. Welcome back for the home stretch. Little Huey Lewis. You remember what movie this is from, Schlemmer? Not a clue, bud. Duke knows. It's one of his favorite movies of all time. I don't know about that. What are you talking about? One of my favorites of all time. Great Scott! (laughs) (laughs) I would not include Back to the Future, one of my favorite movies of all time. Really? No. You you know what? I'll tell you what, dude. You would would say Back to the Future 2 or whatever it is because when they got the the sports book and all all the gambling was... Oh, microphone fell (laughs) off. Lost the mic. I'll uh, spin this other one. Just shift over, Kev. No, I got it. I'm okay. I can do this. (laughs) I can do two things at once. Isn't that something? The microphone fell right out of the thing. We're going right to hell here. Uh, Back to the Future is a little, like almost a little bit before my time. Like I remember watching it as a kid, but not really appreciating it. These things screw right in there, Duke. Do you know that? Well, yeah, you're 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 always wiggling and playing with both you and Gregor. You grab it and you like <laughs> shake it around like it's a tambourine sometimes before you start talking into it. You gotta be comfortable, man. <laughs> there we go. Hey, well, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> Well, you can just hold them at your side. <laughs> I've had it fall out of the bottom part, but never the top part before. Yeah. Wow. Uh, oh, come on. That, so the sports book, that would be you because then you'd have all, the, all the winnings. And what, all was it the third one where they're like in like the, the Old West? Yeah, I think so. I think that one was pretty bad. They were all the, the, After the first one, they were all bad. The first one was good. Come on. Oh, I, I, it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong, but you're talking Leah like Thompson? My favorite of name? all time. Was that, like the female, like his, yeah, the his mom, mom as a young yeah, lady. The mom, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it that 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 movie's okay. But oh, it's a good one. I, I like it when he's playing the guitar and like introduces rock music. Oh, okay, I like yeah. that. I, I like that scene. They're playing a little Johnny Be Good. There, yeah. Were, yeah. Well, that was the enchantment under the sea dance. <laughs> you guys are both <laughs> big movie guys. No, no Duke, Duke, no, no, Duke hasn't bit. even seen the replacements, Schlemmer. <laughs> which Kevin Kevin's been on me for six months now yeah. about this movie and then like last month in January he's like it's really not that good of it's, a movie well it isn't it's you terrible just, you just gotta see it you have to <laughs> I mean yeah I've seen it it's alright we got tons of texts coming in and I gotta read Cam Tate sent me an email and goes when did you run my limerick you know Cam Tate obviously <laughs> slimmer so Cam Tate wrote me a limerick last night or I don't know about two in the morning he was probably about six pails in a limerick yeah so a limerick and I read <laughs> there it there once was a girl from Nantucket <laughs> Yes, yes. That <laughs> I mean, would be Cam Tate. Like, how does the limerick go? It's five lines. The first, the first two and the last one have to rhyme. Lines four and five. Lines three, three and four have to rhyme. Oh wow, yeah, that's complicated. I remember a haiku. Yeah, it's like seven words. Five, five, seven. Five. You can say whatever you want in it. So Tater, you better be listening because I'm not going to read this again. So Cam Tate, who writes the two minute warning every Monday and Friday uh, with Jason Greger, wrote this limerick after last night's game and sent it to me. at I don't know. He's a Tate it's, on was it Well the into the morning. Too, right? Yeah, he's in the sun and, you know. Yeah. yeah. You know Tater. Yeah. Send it to me, at, yeah, after he was three or four pints in here at 1220 <laughs> uh, in the morning. Here it is. The Oilers found themselves in a second period performance quite putrid. A 3-3 tie after 40 minutes, looking like their blaring offense was muted. Connor got in the mix, assists counting six. In the end, an 8-4 win over Detroit 
an early Valentine's Day gift from Cupid. It's pretty good. It's not bad. <laughs> like, it is not bad, Tater. He is a writer. Very good. Um, in the first movie, his girlfriend is totally... <laughs> tiger. You know, I shouldn't have even started Tiger. Uh, second one is decent for sure comes from Husks. Come on. Uh, the hoverboard was sweet, he says. Isn't, like... We're supposed to be living in that right now. Yeah, I was just going to say. Didn't that. they have flying cars, <laughs> self-tying sneakers, <laughs> the hoverboard? Yeah. None of these things exist. Um, the Cubs did win a World Series, though. This is an old one only a few people will get here uh, from Ear Candy when we were talking about uh, David Archer and John Sexsmith and Gizmo. Uh, this is from Ear Candy. My favorite Elks announcement or being an announcer was what Wes Montgomery said. This would be years ago after Tom Wilkinson, Wilkie ran for a 20 yard first down. I know I can't believe it either, (laughs) (laughs) but and Wilkie and, and uh, Wes were great friends. And uh, I mean, Wes was here in the, you know, for CFCW for many years. He's in all the halls of fame and one of the best broadcasters go, all right. Another legend. Okay, who's this, John? Nice, but that's not a limerick. Well, I don't, I'm not understanding that. Well, I obviously didn't know what a limerick was, so I'm not. A, I'm not going to argue with him. So these guys are helping you out, Schlemmer, with the uh, hearts. Anthony, the washed-up goalie, says Schlemmer. They still make them. You got to go for the love hearts. Is what you're looking for? Yeah. And you're going to give those to your kids? Is that what you're? Well, I was going to. It's cool. a little late now. Maybe next well, year. No, you can still go. It's. <laughs> Go to Bulk Barn, Schlemmer. That comes from Slurpee. Bulk Barn. That's Slurpee a good Sean. Job. BB says Hershey's Kisses. Hmm. Hard to say. Never, we had it in In or Out. You got something to say, dude? Well, I, was, I just wanted to confirm the definition of a limerick, and you were 100%. There is like a little bit about the syllables and stuff, in yeah. the, but by all accounts, without having the exact thing in front of me, uh, by I'm 100% sure that what Tate wrote, Cam wrote, was a limit. Yeah, I think Johnny should be quite happy that you got some entertainment from the Tater. Come on, man. <laughs> so uh, we never discussed it yet, but because it happened last week, and it was sort of an in or out, Toronto picked up a win in the first of Morgan Riley's five-game suspension. So, David Schlemko. Oh, we're going to talk about Why that. not? Let's see. I mean... <laughs> You know what? What's funny? Terry Evans came in here from next door at K97 and said they, yeah. on Monday, it was 17 minutes off the top of, really? the, of, of the TSN. 17 minutes. That's Toronto. TSN. Wow. So um, I was, I caught like a, just a quick sound bite on my drive in this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of your guests was talking about it, Arda. Yep. Um, that it's really split between like the players Hate mm-hmm. hate what he did, what Greg did, and think it was justified, and a lot of the fans don't. Personally, I think, what are you doing? Like, you had to know that's coming. Yep. You, you're doing it on purpose. You're doing it to stick it to him to get a reaction. You got a reaction. You laid on the ice. I don't know. I'm all for what Riley did. I don't think he meant to cross-check him in the head. I, I don't know. He, he, he. I don't think it's a five game sus. I don't. I think it's a finer. I think it's maybe it, no, a game. It's. I thought he would get four. And what's you know four or five? Okay, what are we at here? But I mean, guys get suspended for four games for injuring a guy for months. Like Greg's fine. 
I don't know, man. I, it's a suspension. Like you don't. You, I, it's a suspension slimmer. It has to be a suspension. Maybe five is extreme. Maybe four is extreme. But it has to be a suspension. You cross check someone in the head. Yeah. I guess that's uh, one game to me. I don't know. Yeah. No. I, it has to be. It has to be a more than one game. Yeah. I, I have no, again. I, I said this for since last since since Monday. I have no problem with what Ridley Gregg did. Okay. But I have no problem as well with what Morgan Riley did. He didn't do it smartly. If he would have done it and just reefed on his arm, then there's probably a quick little mini brawl. Maybe a, I mean, there was no one on the ice to do it anyway. Sure. You know, there I, was no one on the ice. You could even. At the same time, though, if you're Redley Gregg and you decide that I'm going to take a clapper from the top of the paint into the open net, you should be turning around and dropping yes, your gloves. Yes, he should be. Yes. And be ready. He you should know be ready. That's coming. I agree. And that's what I'm saying. I'm, if you want to do it, be ready. All right. And the same thing on the other end. I'm glad that Riley had a response. He just didn't do it smartly. And he's, you know, he's going to pay the price he's for it. Pay for it. Yeah, that's fair. Have we had a lot of texts about oh, this coming Well, in? you know, everyone, you know, again, so Playbook Vic just says, one game for Petrangelo Tomahawk chop in the playoffs last year. So because if Leon Dreisaitl would have had a broken wrist there. And what's the intent, right? Int- like, that's an intent. Lot, there's a lot more intent there than what Riley did. It's point of game, time of game, reaction after. Yeah. You know, it's not a battle, you know. It's not black and white, right? Those guys have the, a tough I, job. I, I think what it is is that everyone has a big problem, a big problem with the Department of Player Safety, with the inconsistency of their day-to-day, um, uh, how they recognize one fault from the other, one offense from the other. Yeah. I mean, it's not an easy job. No. Do you think... When did they stop coming out with like the Pronger videos where he explained? We used to get them. I used to get them at Global. I don't like get them anymore. Every yeah. detail of yeah. why the suspension was the length it was. They don't do Remember that anymore. It, like Brendan Shanahan when he was he, he used to voice them. Yeah, it was Shanny and. Yeah. Pronger did it for a bit. I don't I know if I heard too. Pronger's Maybe voice. Maybe it was just Shanny. Yeah, I always remember Brendan Shanahan's voice on yeah. it. Yeah. If you look again, you can see. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, at least, at least it was clear of. The reasoning why. Yeah. Uh, cool stat that came out last night from Opta Stats regarding Connor McDavid. Uh, Connor is the uh, first NHL player to uh, record six assists or more in a game where his team didn't have a single power play because all those goals last night were five on five. Since Don Grosso did it for the Red Wings, February 3rd, 1944. Oh, there's a stat for yeah. you. So, yeah, eight out well, of the eight goals, they were all. You know, what was Connor's plus minus last? Plus week? six, obviously. Plus yeah, six. Plus six. Um, sadly, <laughs> I always when something happens like that, I, that's one of the first things that I look at for you know. I want to see that someone you know because it's it's kind of point a few points and get it's, scored on three yes, times. Yes, it's kind of right? point, but it's all there's no power play goals or shorthanded, so everything's a plus or a minus, right? Yeah, you and know? they got two. And they got goals they got against, two. Right? Yeah. So, most cider was minus four. It's a tough night. It was a tough night. Like, those can take, like, a month to come back. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Now, Zach Hyman, plus five. Now, the tougher one is, so Ryan McLeod and Sam Gagne, minus one. Yeah. And so that's with two power play goals. So that means the other two goals that you're, and obviously you weren't on the ice for any. Yeah, that's 
That's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, Bouchard was plus three. Kulak was plus three. Everyone else was either uh, even Steven or, you know, plus one or two. And uh, Connor was six, plus six. And uh, Nugent Hopkins and Kane were plus three last night. I did not think our decor had a good night last night. <laughs> like you say. Day, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of bad reads and pinches and a lot of great yeah. A chances oh, against. There were so many odd man rushes and odd man. Stu was so good in the second. Oh, held him in. It could have been, as I said, off the top five, three, six, three. Yeah. I mean. And then you're chasing the game, right? Like Detroit's sitting back. Like that little spree in the third period doesn't happen so easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just kind of checking a couple other things here as we, uh, oh, I love it. So Frank Saravalli said out a little matchmaker game, matchmaker trades with um, Valentine's Day hearts and everything. Oh, yeah. Now there, there would be a hopeless romantic, eh, Frank Saravalli? What's the best one? Can't wait to hear with from Frank tomorrow what his Valentine's Day plans were. <laughs> <laughs> well, he would be taking out, he'd be going for a skate too somewhere, wouldn't he? I would think so. Well, we had another good – just blasted that. And Rids was great, eh, Bob Absolutely. Ridley? Yeah, you always know. great to catch up with Bob. Of course, David Schlemko, powered by Cougar Payton Collision, our family helping your family for over 40 years. Check out cougarcollision.com. What's on the go this weekend, Schlemmer, after oh. tonight's romantic festivities? Well, I had daddy daycare this weekend, actually. Wife's going to Calgary, so uh, I'll be hanging out with the kids. How about you? Um. Oh my God! I'm getting. I think I gotta. You gotta read this one. I don't know. I think. I think <laughs> I know who it is, but I'm not sure. Um, from the Fu Man, Greg should get one for being unsportsmanlike, being stupid. Twenty five percent. He has to pay the Riley suspension. So I think I know who this is. But I and like uh, oh man. I better not even get into this right now. We're going to save this for tomorrow. I got to make sure that I know what's going on here. Just the fact that a young guy, yeah. I don't know if he's a rookie technically, but like, I don't know, you like you wouldn't see that five, ten years ago. No one would have the balls to do that. <laughs> what if you take a slap shot from wherever? A lot of people are saying that. What guy scored on the empty net with a slap shot? If you go 15 feet out, is it okay? If you're trying to get it by a D man that's standing in front of the net, the whole so what the, if you no, what if you let thing, it, the whole thing is you're doing it to show them up, right? Yeah, well, you yeah, we know that. Schlemmer, thanks, big guy. <laughs> We're gonna continue this <laughs> yeah, on anytime. I got to make some calls when I get off the air here. <laughs> um, thanks to all our guests today: uh, Derek Van Deest, uh, Mark Spector, Arda O'Cal from the uh, NHL on ESPN, Tim Anger, Football Alberta, Bob Ridley, uh, man, stories from the bus and. Uh, from the broadcast booth in Medicine Hat and Javon Leek, welcome to Edmonton, Javon, the newest Edmonton Elk, and of course David Schlemko, the former NHLer and our co-host every Wednesday from 9 to 11. Uh, coming up, top of the hour on Sports 1440, it is Fantasy Frenzy with former Ross Chef T-Bird, Connor Alley and the Duke of Delburn, Brandon Douglas at 12 o'clock. It will be the lowdown with Alan Mitchell, 2 o'clock till 6. Jason Greger takes us home on the drive home on Sports 1440. Hey, thanks so much for all your uh, texts today. Really appreciate you listening from 7 to 11. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning with Ladislav Schmid and uh, much more content to come as the orders get ready for St. Louis tomorrow. Appreciate your input. Thanks for uh, hopping on all your texts. Uh, 
our listeners are the best. There's no question about it. Uh, top of the hour, it is Fantasy Frenzy. Before that, here is the Duke with a Sports 1440 update. Have a wonderful day, everybody. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning at 7.